Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Thank y'all for bearing with me last week while I was on my trips. I was uh, off in Washington, D.C. and unable to get a fresh, clear recording for the podcast last week. So thank you for bearing with me with all the audio hiccup and hiccups and whatnot while I was traveling, but we are back in studio again. We are here watching Mr. Robot Season 4, Episode 10. Um, I do have some initial impressions and some uh, recap and also a couple of questions that I'm answering from everyone. Thank you to everyone that's uh, been so supportive on YouTube, the, the social medias, the Twitch, the SoundClouds, uh, the Facebooks, everyone that's uh, been participating and joining in and in the conversation. Uh, here, here are a couple of comments from the previous video, just real quick. Um, Alvin Joe says, It's highly possible that the, the device that White Rose wanted to create already exists. Mr. Robot and Dark Army could have had a collaboration about that, but due to differences, Dark Army must have been compromised. That's a pretty interesting uh, thought from Alvin. Um, I haven't really given that too much thought. Um, I'm not really sure why the device would already exist. I mean, one device seems like adequate enough. We don't personally, after this episode, we still have no idea what the device is. Elliot seems to know the majority of what um, White Rose's uh, device is. And uh, based on this episode... It appears Zhang's uh, in custody or the world knows about who he is as White Rose. Um, here, let me see. Uh, Matt Gilbert says, Price went out like a boss. Props to the actor. Great performance. Yeah, last episode was an amazing episode for, for Price. Um, Michael Christopher, he is just amazing and he's just... He really revels in being kind of uh, a theatrical performance. I really uh, enjoy his specific performance, especially the last episode. Everyone did excellent, but um, considering it's his last episode, that was uh, pretty amazing. Stephen Sokup says, The money's supposed... Uh, oh, from last time he was answering something he said. He says, The money's supposed to go into Bitcoin, either in, quote-unquote, tumbled, to make it untraceable from the original owners and was redistributed to a bunch of other non-one-percenters, um, supposedly. And so that's sort of what happens within this episode specifically. I'm curious what uh, everyone thinks about the redistribution of the uh, e-coin, Bitcoin wealth. I think that uh, Stephen says it went into Bitcoin. From what my understanding is it went into e-coin, basically the same thing, just kind of the show's version of it. Um what, what did everyone think about the redistribution of wealth in this episode? I kind of had mixed feelings. It's, it is it is kind of hand-wavy a way just to say, oh, everyone got a big lump of money, a big sum of money in their e-coin account. Um, I'm you know, no, no ec uh, financial advisor or, or economist or anything, but I feel like that would really drive the price of e-coin down if everyone all of a sudden just happened to have... Uh, let's just say 2 million e-coins put into their uh, account, I feel like, wouldn't that make the price of e-coin drop? Um, I'm not exactly sure how, how the logistics are supposed to work within the world, but they're not 
uh, this show does not seem to want to tackle that to that degree. And I'm not going to be upset about it. It just definitely seems a little bit more uh, easier said than done because this would probably never actually happen on a realistic scale. Um, someone else said uh, in the last comments, Obey Conan says, yes, you're right. The music uh, catched me too, bro. Um, absolutely. Last episode's um, atmosphere was heavily guided by Matt Quayle's score, and I absolutely loved uh, the power that it brought behind it. And I honestly have gone back and tried to listen to some more uh, rips of the Angela uh, score. This is when Angela is talking, um, sorry, this is when uh, White Rose is talking to Elliot, you know, saying that uh, Angela could still be alive. I was just blown away by um, the power of the score from that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about this episode. We had some great recap. Uh, one last comment says, This season just keeps topping itself uh, every episode. From Revan Ja. And I completely agree. I think every episode has been its almost unique uh, flavor. If you Let's just say that you're a, a Ben and Jerry's kind of guy or a DQ and you like all these different types of ice creams. And it feels like each episode has almost been its own unique flavor. And it's really impressive that all of this can come from the same production, um, you know, the same actors, same directors, same, um, you know, music and atmosphere choices, all very feel unique. I'm, I'm so ecstatic just to watch this series, um, specifically the season, all in a binge because it's going to be so many different types of uh, new and interesting visuals and atmospheric ways. Because when this first started, this season four, I was kind of gearing for it to be kind of all Christmassy, all the same kind of style, but almost every episode has felt unique in its own um, in its own way. This episode specifically starts with Dom, and it's very Dom-centric. She is uh, resulting from the end of being stabbed, having surgery. FBI is, uh, you know, asking her all these questions about, you know, Dark Army type shit, and, you know, how is she involved, and there's apparently just a large process that is going to have to happen to over uh, overcome Dom's situation, but overall, she should be in the clear. So this episode is kind of a chess piece moving episode is what I would call it. It's much more of a slow burn, a little bit more of a character study. It's showing the after effects of uh, the Dark Army and the hack. And so it's majorly through Dom's perspective and it guided through Darlene's um um, I guess, story, because this is very much Darlene trying to take the reins of the story in this specific episode and uh, kind of run away with it. She wants to run away to Budapest, where um, it's been alluded that Cisco has been wanting to go for a very long time. And it thematically makes a lot of sense for me for both of them to want to, uh, you know, get out of Dodge. Um, I'm not sure if it makes sense that Dominic ever was going to go with Darlene. The majority of the episode, it's her, um, Dominic saying, I don't want to leave. You know, I'm trying to regain some sort of sense of uh, normalcy. And we have 
Darlene who's trying to, you know, just escape, get get the hell out of there. And I, I don't blame her. With everything that's just happened, I could totally see that. But the thing is, Dom has responsibilities, and it feels like the majority of the episode, it's really bearing on her that she's going to have to um, take on the identity of, you know, what is her something double horn Angela double horn or something like that I don't remember exactly they basically taking on new aliases and taking on a brand new name and uh I thought that was pretty quick for her to make that decision considering that you know she's needs to make sure that her family is safe and that's pretty much her number one obligation um so the majority of the episode she's kind of fighting against actually leaving and at the very end we know there's this quick heel turn of uh Actually, yeah, I do want to go. I don't want to be one of those normal simpletons that uh, Darlene describes. And uh, it didn't sound that bad. You know, at least you're not under the constant threat of having to run. Um, but a uh, quick rewind. Um, we've come across some of our favorite Dark Army operatives. Um, I was rewatching a little bit of uh, the episode with, uh, I think it was two episodes ago, with uh, Janice and Dom. And I do feel like I was a tad harsh in that. I, I really cannot say enough about the performance that uh, the character of Janice had. Um, she's so uh, she's so kind of maniacal, and she's so she thinks she's so smart and has so much uh, to say, and she's so articulate. Like she's you know, talking about the creation of life and. Uh, uh, listens to podcasts, crime podcasts, and stuff like that. She seems like she's kind of a know-it-all, but she's also serving up evil with a smile. And there's something about getting to see Leon and then getting to see Bobby Cannavale come reprise his role back as Irv. Um, I was so excited to see these characters. Um, the The more that they were on screen, I was like, damn, I really wish we had more time with these characters, but uh, they're excellent. And Leon, as always, um, he's the escort to take them to the airport and um, he does kind of feel a little bit more like uh, a foil for Dom to kind of bounce her emotions off of as well, just a little bit, because she's really doing some struggling in this. A lot of the the shows, she's talking about how she needs um, sleep, she needs to get some rest, and she's tired of people telling her that. She says she hasn't slept in five years. Good God, I couldn't believe hearing somebody not sleeping in five years. I, long as I've never slept, it's like 48 hours, and I about died, and my hip started hurting. I was like, oh, God, I'm going down. So five years, oh, my God, that is insane. Um, yeah, you really got to stay on that, Dom. You can't be doing that. Actually, I think at the very episode, she is passed out asleep reading uh, Irv's book. Um, Bobby Cannavale is making a guest appearance in the airport right before Dom and Darlene are about to leave and um I was really happy to see that although I fucking spoiled it myself I was fast forwarding through episodes and I saw a quick glimpse of it I was like god dang it I wish I hadn't seen that but for anyone that didn't get spoiled I bet it was a great time to see Irv again and seeing him uh completing his uh book about whoever he strangles his mother in the 12th ep 12th chapter or whatever the fuck <laughs> um but I just remember um, he was always a quirky guy, and he kind of gives a little bit of an expo exposition dump in a way. I'm 
sort of mixed feelings on it. You know, he's basically saying Dark Army doesn't give a shit about you and Darlene anymore. I'm not really sure why. I kind of feel like there needs to be a little bit more hacking into why the Dark Army, one of the world's most dangerous hacking groups, is not no longer trying to kill, you know, our main characters. I feel like they would want to do a little bit of recon or some sort of uh, checking up on that, you know, considering they can hack into the systems themselves. Like, if they can redistribute the one percent the one percent of the one percent's wealth um can we not you know hack into some of the emails of the dark army to find out to make sure that they're not going to be around anymore like earth just chilling in the airport just makes it feel like all these dark army operatives just went mia once their bank accounts were getting filled by the e-coin or by the deus groups anymore it it makes with earth just standing there in the airport it definitely makes it feel like we have just Dark Army chilling all over the place. And, and what was it? Uh, rich white assholes is what uh, Leon was kept saying. Um, it, it, in Connecticut, I mean, he says, look out for them. They're everywhere. Well, it sounds like the Dark Army are, uh, operatives are everywhere. So I I was very surprised with the way that Dom was will, willing to leave her family at one point. And then go back to her family or stay in her current life. And then at the very end, at this, uh, uh, with the music shifting at the very end, Dominic finally decides to go back to the air, air, to the gate. And uh, Darlene starts having a panic attack. Now, we've seen airplane imagery from Darlene's perspective for quite a long time, and I heard in a podcast last episode that people were guessing that she was going to die in an airplane um airplane crash or wreck or whatever you want to call it and uh it's not actually what happened in this episode but there was kind of some shiftiness in what was going on um darlene kind of decides i mean she, she has a panic attack while she's getting ready to get onto the gate of the airplane and uh dom comes back what do you know? Darlene steps out of line, doesn't see Dom. Dom doesn't see her. And then Darlene ends up going to the bathroom, staying in, let's just say, the States. Um, and I guess Dom ends up going to uh, Budapest. So I was like, okay, well, I guess that's how that's going to go. And then the end of the episode is uh, listening to the airplane take off as uh, Dominic's uh, sleeping after she's opened <laughs> to chapter one of the book. The beach towel. So, um, relatively uh, low-key episode when it comes to the story. You know, very character-centric. The music felt completely different in a way that uh, I think it was mostly soundtrack-based. A um, couple interesting angles when it comes to the camera. I really enjoyed when they were redistributing the wealth of the 1% um, when they were in the park. I, I, I was kind of laughing a little bit how everyone was just like showing their bank account to everyone. Hey, I got $2 million. Hey, I got $50 million. Hey, I got $10 million. I was like, no, people don't do this. People don't just whip their phone out and show people their, their account. Like, I felt like, uh, I don't know, everyone was just like, well, I guess I'm rich now. Or, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, um, I uh, I was just kind of giggling when that was happening, was, and then she starts screaming and drawing attention to herself. But I mean, how would you not? If I just got like a big ass fat check in, yeah, I would be down too. Be like securing a major sponsorship or something. I don't know. Um, 
but she's also scrolling on Twitter and you see uh, Darlene scrolling on Twitter and you see all the uh, people talking about, I'm, you know, erasing my debt. You know, I can buy a new house. I can afford to do all these things. And that's excellent. I'm, I'm happy everyone could do that. I just <laughs> think it was very, uh, a little hand wavy, you know, it's like, oh, I'm rich now. It, it's not a, with Darlene, sorry, with uh, Dominic saying, you know, does everyone get, get this amount of money and, uh, you know, it's not really a confirmation, yes or no, but because we don't get a dollar amount, because we don't get all that, it's very uh, hand wavy, I guess, is what I keep saying. But I mean, what what are you going to call it? I mean, honestly, from a realistic standpoint, how much money do you think the Deus Group is funneling, and that F uh, that Darlene was able to get her hands on? I'm I I can't think that. Uh, I don't know how many people are in the states right now, but I'm I'm best sure there's in the billions so redistributing billion you know billions and billions of dollars to billions and billions of people isn't going to be tons in your bank account is it like uh i i don't know i i really don't know how much these people could have gotten that it would have uh, made a that big of a difference and i guess that's kind of what weighs on me just a little bit during this episode along with uh Dar, uh, sorry, Dominic's kind of uh, flipping back and forth of wanting to stay in her old life versus wanting to live a new life. So this episode does have me uh, thinking a lot. I'm curious about what you all thought about the episode. I was enjoying that it was the majority of Darlene and Dominic's story, but I also felt like I was like, Elliot, you know, you know what, what what's going on, man? Can we not get like just a hair of... Uh, the plan, what do we, what, or, or not even just the plan, what the hell is Zhang's uh, machine? I thought we were going to at least get um, some sort of idea. We didn't even get a Mr. Robot in this episode. So, who knows at this point, uh, what do we got, like two, three episodes left of those 13 episodes? Yeah, it's uh, starting to come to a close really uh, in fine style. I thought that the way they were shooting Darlene's uh, hug with Elliot and the way we shot Darlene with Dom, it felt like in both of those scenarios, that was a goodbye hug and very much evoked, you know, we're not going to see this character again in this fashion. And uh, Elliot definitely seems like he's on a suicide mission for taking out this machine. The thing is, I'm so unclear about the machine. I don't know what to think about it. And... Uh, White Rose clearly said a few episodes, it's time to bring Elliot in on the plan. Well, it's been, you know, four episodes since then, and so let's get in on the fucking plan. Like, <laughs> everybody but us as the viewer feels to know exactly what's going on. So, yeah, let's fill us in. Let's get let's get it going. Um, but, yeah, thank you for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Look at our podcast, downloading, even rating sharing subscribing commenting if you don't like what we're saying then let me know how can i improve if you want me to talk a little faster then we can uh hook you up with overcast it's a great popular podcast app that allows you to manipulate my voice makes me sound louder or lower or faster or slower so <laughs> um yeah it's a great podcast you can listen to all the look at all podcasts um uh through that app as well as soundcloud Apple iTunes has a great podcast app, Overcast, like I said. Um, 
yeah, thank you for listening to the Luck Doll Podcast. We could not do this podcast without your support at the Luck Doll Podcast, paypal.me slash Luck Doll Podcast for all donations. And we appreciate all of your support. Let us know. Take it easy.